Hello and welcome everyone to Please Don't Listen to This, Your Life Depends On It, the show where we do something different every week where I'm significantly drunker than the first time we did the intro. Mix uh, had 10 butter Is that beers. really that strong? <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm, I'm more drunk than I was before. Okay. Significantly um, relative to relative zero. Relative to before, which was zero. My, yeah, my blood alcohol level is now 0. 0.01. And thanks to a listener request, we have an episode on the wizarding world in front of you. But I have some fantastic beasts, and I know where to find them at this table. Where? Um, we have the Hungarian horntail, Alex. Oh, hello, everyone. Uh, funny joke. There you go. <laughs> we have the fire crab, Cam. All animals eventually become fire crab. You're going to be so disappointed when you find out what that looks like. I never will. <laughs> I'm, what am I, a Ravenclaw? I'm not going to look that shit up. And we have the Boggart, Seb. Boo! Just just Im- imagine the scariest thing you can possible, possibly think of. Like a lake. Is and that, then like a lake. That's the one that turns into your greatest fear? Yes, that's yeah. the one. Oh, okay, all right. Uh, I thought it was in a mirror. Bogger. Fucking Harry's is just <laughs> another Dementor. It's so stupid. <laughs> I thought that shit. was dumb in the movie. Yeah. I was like, wait, what? I thought it was supposed to be your something you were scared of. greatest fear is the guy you saw like an hour ago? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing was that bad until then. And I'm your host, Dr. Dementor. I'm glad that hit a second time. It's still funny. Can we talk about the Weird Al movie again? That shit was hilarious. I mean, uh, Harry's in that. But, um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about for the first segment, the uh, it, it is really difficult to talk about the Wizarding World and the Harry Potter stuff without talking about the house system within it. The, uh, the four houses, Gryffindor, uh, Ravenclaw, Slytherin and Hufflepuff, uh, that all the 11-year-olds who go to Hogwarts are sorted in from that age. And it seems to be deterministic of not just their personality, but their entire life, like their goals, their dreams, what they will what they will do, their career, everything about it, their interests, their friends. It's like if your horoscope actually mattered to It is like yeah. your horoscope <laughs> actually mattered. So like Cam predicted, and um, as he had said before we sat down to record, uh, he said... Uh, we're going to have one of each. And I laughed him off, and he was, of course, right. Uh, when we took the quiz, uh, Seb ended up with Gryffindor, Cam was Slytherin, Alex was Hufflepuff, and I was Ravenclaw. It, without really knowing too much about the universe, and through like most of it coming from my research for this episode, I kind of, like, if it's going to do a personality test based on that, I think that we weirdly fit into the four dynamics of those we, houses we which means podcast. it's real uh good podcast <laughs> for humorous yeah uh, i i have always subscribed to a different theory which is that every podcast has a leonardo a donatello a Raphael, a michelangelo who's the I'm evil ninja turtle <laughs> it's Raph. oh yeah <laughs> that makes sense <laughs> no i i really do feel like like, looking at the books, for examples, and looking at the books and movies, for example. Like, in the movies, because they don't have any time, they gloss over the shit even more. But I think that makes it better, right? Because the more time you spend examining it and thinking about it, it yeah, sucks it, it, way worse. Yeah, well on it. It's yeah, like, it over-explains huh? it, like trying to dig itself out of a hole. Yeah, almost. Definitely, if they remade these movies, which there is talks of no them way. wanting to no, do. No, not just talks. They announced a series. Yeah. Oh, okay. They're going to do an HBO style Sorry. series. No. That's better than redoing seven movies with an. I, I think that's they what they originally tried to do. They yeah. want to keep this stuff in the public consciousness so they can t- continue to sell video games, theme park tickets, and stuff like that. Yeah. However, the previous movies 
all the stars have come out and said, oh, J.K. Rowling is the worst person uh, in the world. Which yeah, she had, yeah, disclaimer, yeah. Uh, we're not talking about this because we we like Harry Potter or we like J.K. Rowling. Yeah, this was a listener request. Yep. Yes, thank you, Abby. <laughs> well, a listener, look, we, don't, um, we, don't, we don't hate torture. Abby because... No, no we don't hate like, Abby. This I is an interesting fictional world, but like is this it? person is awful, J.K. Rowling, yada, yada. There's a lot of problems with this fictional world. It's okay to explore a work of fiction without condoning it. One of the funny things about this is that uh, a lot of um, creators, especially ones who go into really deep fictional fantasy worlds, will end up putting some of their personal philosophy in the way the world is designed. And this is something that you do unconsciously a lot of the time. Like, not like Dune Guy is it, like, I really like sand. So let's Dune, make it about that. Who's Dune, Dune, Dune Guy? Dune Guy. Dune is Dune Guy. Dune Guy. Paul Paul Atreides talking about the guy who wrote the book referring to him as Dude Guy. Yeah, I don't know. Because the, the author book. likes Dude. I love the idea of referring to him as Dude Guy like he's the Doom Guy. Like the doom guy. <laughs> he's wearing a suit, but it's full of sand. There's no guy in there at all. He does just, he kind of goes to another hell planet and blasts through everything, I guess. It's not really that similar. <laughs> I thought you were comparing it to Harry Potter. And I was no. Like, Wait, what? I'm when talking about that Doom happen? Guy. <laughs> Yeah, I got you. <laughs> that makes sense. Oh my god! All right, so well, Atreides is like predestined to be the main character of the story. Though. That's the guy who wrote the book. Yeah, uh, he's, he's not a lot of, well, I mean, There's a lot of. He puts interesting... his hand in the box, and the yeah. box is like you're a Gryffindor. He put his hand in the, in the gum to bar. Do you think uh, people... a thousand wor- worlds will burn because of you? And he's like, I guess that means I'm the good guy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think people put the hat? On their butt, and like as a bit, <laughs> and it's like mm, slithering. <laughs> and you get resorted. They're like everyone's like, oh. <laughs> what if, so, what so if your Frank, butt and your head had different houses? So Frank, Frank Herbert. That's what I think is. Based. Oh, we, do we have to look up the Dune guy? Frank no, Dune Herbert. I wanted to make sure that I knew what I was talking about. So I looked yeah. up the uh, the the. Could have uh, sorted with Paul so Frank Herbert when he was writing Dune. Uh, spice, with the resource that all this is based on, is a metaphor for oil. He's looking Correct. at the things that are happening at the time. He's looking at the like the the wars that are happening in our own life and what governments are doing and like secret spy shit, diplomatic. Worms are getting oil. bigger every year. Yeah, worms. We got a predictive he text. He's not right about everything, but, <laughs> but like you know, putting some of his own like thoughts and worldview into this and like into what. Uh, he perceives as his own fantasy world. Um, and like, uh, as another example, um, uh, Tolkien, when he did uh, the Lord of the Rings series... Peter Tol- Jackson did Lord of the Rings. Oh, sorry. Uh, well, anyway, Tolkien was a big World War II guy because he lived through it. And so he yeah. has... Most people back then were big World War II guys. <laughs> yeah. Almost everyone had yeah, like, to be. Like, you're in like 1945, you're like, yeah, I'm a big World War II buff. <laughs> I'm kind of getting into this. World War II. Yeah. Into this. Have you guys heard of this? That's so, crazy. So it's great written. This guy never it's stops talking about World War II. It's like, yeah, dude, it's happening all the time, like all around us. Wow, well, the, the guys who fought in World War II guys were, were truly the greatest generation. <laughs> you say in 1945 as they're coming home with shell shock. Yeah, so uh, the you know seeing what the what the Nazis are willing to do, uh, and like it's like this you know that was what his inspiration was for. Sauron and like the orcs and all of this he just sees this as like this all-consuming engine that will make everything and then, you know at the end of the story Frodo's got PTSD like he he comes back as a like shell shock war veteran as opposed to 
being named king of the land or whatever, uh, like uh, in King Arthur. You know, it, it is a fantasy series with a hero who does good things, but at the end, he's traumatized by the experience and needs to leave. He can't be... He can't stick around. Yeah, he literally goes to what is it, the promised land or something? The, the I forgot what it's called. Lands. The Undying yeah, Lands the with are. with Legolas and people. Yeah, um, and, and like like C.S. Lewis, uh, who wrote, who wrote the Narnia series, is a huge Christian freak. Which oh, is yeah. yeah, I mean, he made Lion Jesus in the in the books. Like he, Aslan is is just Jesus, and he does Jesus things. He dies and comes back at one time. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) one time not that impressive uh yeah but like uh, so much it's very funny how much of c.s lewis's stuff is just like the bible but with a sword in it like that's all it takes takes. (laughs) but the point i'm trying to make is that uh people's uh views tend to come out in ways that maybe they don't even know at the time when they're writing this big fantasy series and when uh rowling wrote her big fantasy series she's like you can basically tell whether someone's good or evil. <laughs> By putting a hat on them. <laughs> born that way, they can never change. Yeah, born that way, they can never change. You can tell that immediately. Uh, she seems to have a particular problem with people changing, actually. Mm, interesting. There are four types Unless of people. Unless they're changing into a cat. <laughs> yeah. So I, I did watch, I've, I've watched a number of video essays on this. Um, and one of them did do a deep dive into her political history. And even in the 90s, she was a big neoliberal and uh-huh. she's just pushed conservative well, I mean, since like, then all this all this stuff that is, happens is to totally them. there i mean if you think that people are good or evil and they started that way that's it like mm-hmm. you can, you're gonna end yeah. up meaning a certain sort of way you're not gonna have empathy for people uh in even the most basic of situations yeah if, if you're fat you you were born that way and <laughs> it just makes you bad um just so, be thin one of the things Try being thin, dude. Hit the gym. You can't. You can't no though. Reason. Start over. Oh, yeah. Put on the hat. The yeah, hat. Start over. Start over at the gym. Be reborn as someone who hits the gym. Um, <laughs> and like uh, this, this absolutely shows up in the in the house sorting system, which is so funny to think about because like, what kind of person stays the same from eleven onward? Like pretty much nobody. Like, in your heart never changes. Oh, right, of course. I'm sorry. I forgot this looked directly into your soul. Yeah. <laughs> the cat knows you. That's why some characters in the books are surprised when they learn what their house assignment is. Because they don't know their true selves yet. Yeah, I'm not evil like, yet. <laughs> but you will be. You will be. You're going to get evil whether you like it or not. Um, and it's just like... Like, there are other uh, series where people... We... we, we uh, we were briefly discussing this earlier. Um, there, there are other series where people like look to a fictional kind of sorting algorithm to be like, okay, well, is the, take it as a personality quiz. Like, are you Fire Nation, Earth, uh, Earth Nation, uh, Water Tribe, or Air Nomad kind of thing? And even that is not like because those were nations where people came from. They have certain personality types. The that reason made it that they are the way they are is because they grew up in a place. Yes, exactly. Which is you know, environment can have a pretty big impact on on things about you. But the only environment in Harry Potter is Britain. Uh, what, a, what a hellish place to be. Which is why there are so many evil people. <laughs> one, yeah, only, only a fourth, huh? Yeah. <laughs> the, the, only the, Britain the, could have one quarter evil people. <laughs> Everywhere else is much lower. The country that votes 99% Tory every election. It's like, it's like, why are there so many evil people here? Um, At least they're all stuck on that one island. Yeah, exactly. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is like... Did we even say where we lined up? 
each of us? I, I think, yeah, we touched on it earlier, but yeah. um, I Cam, you're Slytherin. Yes. Uh, Nick, you're Ravenclaw. Seth is Gryffindor, and I am Hufflepuff. Uh, Gryffindor and Slytherin are the ones that have characters that are named in it. <laughs> I got Cedric yep. Diggory, okay? The guy who dies. Um, I'm Harry Potter. My house is full of all the racist characters. Harry Potter is the boy who lived. You're no. the guy who dies. No, the, the, ones, <laughs> the ones who are racist caricatures, yeah, not the ones who are racist themselves. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's everyone. Harry Potter. Yeah. Oh, no, wait, you're right. It's everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, come on. Like, it, I, I really. So we did this through the. the Official in quotes. I'm still not totally sure about the officialness no, uh, of all this. What thing, I did but... was um, a quiz that had, like, somebody else made a quiz that compiled all of the questions because they yeah. they'll randomize the questions you take on the official site, so Ooh, you don't take yeah them you all don't at get once. the same ones every yeah, time. Yeah, so I took yeah. one with all the questions and that's how I got it. Mm. Same here. I, I took that same one yep. uh, and I found it very silly. <laughs> like it's like. Uh, your your headmaster's uh, office is burning down. What are you going to save? Is it, Are you going to save the cure for the magic disease that they were working on that's almost done? Uh, are you going to save the, uh, the runes that were said to have been written by Merlin? Or are you going to save the school records of the past hundred years? And I'm like, school records? <laughs> your grades. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you got the guy who likes the records. <laughs> yeah, I said you got the nerd. I yeah. put that down at the bottom, so of course that means I love Merlin and I want to kiss him. <laughs> they accounted for your... Uh... Will to not be that guy. Like, the guy well, who doesn't at, want to be that guy yeah, is that the, guy. The quiz questions don't actually matter that much because it looked into your true heart and decided what <laughs> yeah. you are. It looked into your uh, your cash, your, your websites <laughs> you've been to. They took or... your date of birth and were like, mm. <laughs> yeah, they pulled it out of. I actually browser. am kind of warming to the theory that uh, you had, Alex, <laughs> that it is just uh, zodiac science and they use that. I to think it's based it. on browser history. <laughs> <laughs> I was on Wikipedia page for opinion. I was on like, Newgrounds. Oh, <laughs> uh, if you're on uh, furry porn, then you end up being the lion. That's true. <laughs> it is true. And that's the most noble thing to do. Yeah. But yeah. I do like the... Because this is on a website that any kid who likes Harry Potter would want to and will go to. Like They don't want to let you get Slytherin and then say evil like across the, <laughs> yeah, the like whole screen. Right, right, right now, we're yeah. Bad now. So they try to give it a little bit more, uh, you know, nuance? fluctuality yeah, yeah, and nuance. Um, so like the Slytherin one adds in like goal-oriented orient- and ambitious <laughs> and calculating or whatever. So uh, I wish I knew what the other ones were. Yeah, I mean, like All the buzzwords you throw out at a meeting. Yeah. So yeah. So we we talked about how um, if like you can't be a good businessman and be nice. So like you're using your those qualities that make you a good Honey. businessman to um, not help other people and you know further your own uh, ideals or whatever. So I I just like that aspect of it. I like yeah. the the functionality and like you could be an evil. Gryffindor, or I almost said Gryffindor. <laughs> I've been playing uh, Breath of the Wild lately. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's another one where it's like, that's not a, uh, like, this is a very important myth- mythological thing. They have the three goddesses and they have the three Yeah, that's the, the other thing. Force, but that's very much not about personality at all. The only one that's about personality But one is, is it is still smart, evil courage. Like, it's yeah. three. They just left out a uh, side character. <laughs> I'm up in there. That's all about the Nintendo design by subtraction thing. Like you don't need. Yeah, we could cut this one. You don't need this. 
this would work better with three. It's kind of <laughs> like a triangle already. <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors, you know, all those things that work instead of having four for some reason. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, uh, people do, including us when we did the internet personality quiz thing, people do a what Pokemon type are you all the time, which is really awful because there's 17 of them. Um, and then you fairy, do it dark sorry, and fairy. Yeah. You can do, like, uh... You can do like a what starter are you kind of thing, I think, where it's just fire, water, but grass, still... and I think you can do it. Oh, I, I guess what type. Okay. Yeah, what starter yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be Not funny to do what type. starter are you. And yeah, because there nine, are like 25 of those. Yeah, nine grass. And, and half nine. of them are firefighting. Yeah, <laughs> I'm all of those at once. <laughs> uh, but I think that we are going to uh, continue our all-house roundtable in the second segment when we come back to talk about what we have come back with our research from the Wizarding we'll World. We'll assign our house points later, right? Yes, that's right. We all Googled the Harry Potter. Which one of us won? I think you'll find the homework I did makes it so that I am the... Uh, Ravenclaw has heat this winter. <laughs> Winning the quiz. I think the, the um, Slytherin Whoa. dorm lounge is actually described as dank... No. Or something like that. Like oh, the, the kids dang. just live dang, in a musty, dang. wet dorm. dungeon. Yeah, they literally live in a dungeon. <laughs> but they're evil kids. Free Adderall so if you subscribe just, at just fifty dollars tier. Like, like, <laughs> okay. Welcome back, everyone. To please don't listen to this. Your life depends on it. The show where we do something different every single week, and this week we are returning uh, from the uh, first segment. Uh, Good save. We also talked about the Wizarding World. Of, uh, back to the Wizarding World. Back we took to the, the Hogwarts world. Express or right, whatever right, right, to the other right part. <laughs> You jump, say that every week. I jumped in the fireplace and I'm... Mm, uh, yeah. Oh, I, I have a joke I, I plan to say. Um, we're recording in the wizarding world of Alex's apartment. Thanks, thanks. <laughs> so, uh, because our the email we received uh, asking us to do an episode on Harry Potter was... Because of our request, was dry, dry description of Was incredibly vague. Uh, we decided to take this as an essay question, as an open prompt, and uh, all pick different things to dig into. What does Harry Potter mean to you? Oh, well, I definitely didn't do that. Uh, <laughs> uh, I went back and read a book that I had as a kid, or the updated version of it anyway, turned to a major motion picture, The Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Wow. Uh, Cam, I know you investigated the theme park, is that right? Trilogy. Yeah, I looked into the, the, the Universal uh, theme park section. 
which they made two of them next to each other. Yes, and, and you have to pay for the double. You have to pay for yep, the double the ticket to experience both. Yeah. You can't That's buy one ticket really and experience dumb. all of the Harry Potter stuff. Or is it really smart <laughs> for uh, making money? Alex, you played uh, the Game Boy Advance game. <laughs> I dusted off the Game Boy Advance game, and then I'm going to talk about the Legos I had as a kid. Uh, I, love it. I love it. And uh, Seb, you were playing some of the Game Boy Color game. I okay, I'll admit I didn't really do anything because I've done my time. Oh, I have done fair. my come on. No, Put in the listen, work. <laughs> you don't know how much of my life I it sunk into this matter. franchise. We're doing anyway, a show. we'll talk about okay. it later. Or never uh, again. Because I can chime in on anything. I can I can absolutely talk about absolutely anything about this series. Well, I want to hear about this. Well, you know what you, you, know what you did? Broomstick. You looked up the butterbeer recipe. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't look it up, actually. Oh. <laughs> we made butterbeer. I was going to yeah. make it, but that's wasn't going to look up a recipe. I'm glad you mentioned that on the show, because sometimes we'll just do something for the show. Like last like, week. A little like bit last week, yeah. <laughs> we forget to mention it. Sep made butterbeer, and we, we've had some, and it's delish. Yeah it's, yeah, it's very sugary and sweet. And yeah, I can't have too much of it at once. No, so I'm, I already have a headache about my second one. I shouldn't have had the second one. Yeah, I'm going to get that headache in about 10 minutes. But, um, uh, Seb, why don't we start with you? You were, you were really waist deep in this shit. I think, yeah, you uh, oh God, I was up to my eyeballs. You definitely do. Um, you were up to the, you're your most, robe the in this. You into it. Which is uh, like your ankle. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, uh, like... I know that every time we would make an offhanded reference to something that occurs in the books as a joke, you would correct us, which I found very funny. Yeah. Uh, that's just being friends with Seb. <laughs> that's just being friends with me. I'm Sometimes I am surprised that I'm not a Ravenclaw. But we also, like, none of us know what we're talking about as well. Yeah. Like, I have a, I have a vague very idea. True. I did read all of these books as kids, as a kid. Uh, and, I read um, all of these yeah. when I was multiple children. I, I, I know, <laughs> long time ago. if we're just talking knowledge of this stuff, I know a decent amount about, like, the first two movies mm-hmm. slash books. And then I know a little bit about the fourth one because I used to see that movie sometimes on Q- cable. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, no, I, I I mentioned it in the at the top of the show and I don't know if it made the edit, but um, I have seen all of the movies everything. except the last part of the last one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. So you mean the last, like the, the second part? Deathly Hallows Part 2 I didn't see. Yeah, movie number yeah. eight. Yeah, movie number eight. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I just find that amusing because it's like I didn't watch the last one. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, these books uh, started coming out in the 90s. Um, didn't really get... I mean, they were popular, but they uh, didn't get as much traction until 2001 when the first movie comes out. November um, 2001, just in case you were wondering. Yes. Um, so when I was in third grade, my teacher had us do a like a story time type thing. And um, for one of the books that we were reading t- collectively in class, it was Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. And she would put on an audio book of it, and one of us would have the book to read along um, and that would get passed around the class. Um, and then afterwards, we would write down, like, you know, like what happened in this chapter? You know, wow, that kind fun of thing. Fun public schools. Damn. Hell yeah. And one book. Um, but I got obsessed <laughs> with it. Pass it around week to yeah. week. <laughs> that sucks. Um, but I got obsessed with it. My friend, my best friend at the time was obsessed with it. Um, I got very upset when we had to do, I think it was for, like, Women's History Month. Um, we had to do, like, a... A research paper as much as like an eight-year-old can do you know just like look up some stuff about this person like and something you found on yeah <laughs> um we, we there were like some books that our teacher got that was just like little short books about uh, 
different women and everybody got to pick one and I didn't get to the table fast enough and Erica oh, Moon oh, got no. JK Rowling oh. and I had to do Well who's laughing now? Yeah, you dodged Yeah, <laughs> I got what I I got Truth Sojourner which much better and less <laughs> racist. Um, That's funny. Everyone was rushing for the Marie Curie, right? Everyone was yeah. going straight for that. Wow, yeah, hell yeah. I love <laughs> Radiation, hell yeah. Um, so yeah, ever since then, well not ever since then, like I've definitely fallen off of it now. Like I, I stopped caring as much, um, you know, after like during college, I think. And then I definitely am not a big fan of it anymore. It's definitely soured for me. But, um, so I was obsessed. I had toys. I had video games. I saw every single movie in theaters um, with my mom. I saw the first two um, Fantastic Beasts movie with my mom. I um, went to an exhibit at the Boston Museum of Science. Um, they had like a whole bunch of props and stuff like that. Cool. It, it was actually pretty cool. H- um, hilarious tie-in to have the Boston Museum of Science do a magic-based fictional. Science. Like, yeah, it's fun because it's movie stuff, but it's just yeah. like, it's just That's so... also where I saw that Pompeii exhibit that I uh, talked about a few Right, the guy ago. who was jacking off. Yeah, I saw, I saw that guy. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> so I had, you know, like all, all sorts of shit. It was always occupying my brain for a long time. I read all the books. I read books one through four as a eight-year-old, which the fourth book was arguably too high of a level for me at the time. But That's when they got really big, right? The fourth one's like... Yeah, the fourth one was the first one that was like yeah. super fat. It's like green. I think that what she was trying to do, I want to say I read an interview about this at one point, but I'm not going to check, um, was that she said that, you know, she recognized that her audience were children, but mm-hmm. because she was taking so long to write these books, the children were growing up and they were still invested. So she wanted to make the books more complicated. She wanted them to have more adult themes. She wanted to kill characters. She wanted to involve politics, which I'm going to say. I'm going to put a lot of quotes <laughs> um, Big mistake. Yeah, she, she, and she <laughs> mostly just wanted to make the books longer and have bigger words, which she did do. Yes, and, um, and that's that success. is. I never looked that up because I just always assumed that. I mean, because not only was the audience growing up, but so were the characters themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, right, it so, makes sense for the characters to get horny around the time that they turn fourteen. Yeah, that, that like it's reasonable. I guess that's a big fan of that. <laughs> as soon as you turn fourteen, you, you you look to see what racial caricature you're most attracted to, and yep. then you. Uh, and you ask them after the wizard prom. Doesn't a hat decide if you're gay or not? Uh, well, if you're gay, you sort of into the certain house. Yeah, they sort you into the You wait and see. Uh, you, you look to see which racial caricature is the most vulnerable right now because her boyfriend died in a tournament. Uh, and then take advantage <laughs> of her. That's my chance. <laughs> um, Said the worst person ever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this this just occupied so much space in, in my brain. So I can talk about pretty much ev- anything, um, but one meme that comes up is the vibrating broomstick. So I had all these toys. Yeah, I really wanted. I had all these toys. I had the vibrating sex toy broomstick. Of course, I did not understand it at the time, and it. You didn't understand its real purpose. I didn't understand its real purpose. It also it made whooshing noises. As a, as a sex toy. <laughs> what? If it was a sex toy, it was very loud and it made whooshing noises. <laughs> it, it did like. Now I know we've we've discussed this on a, on pod before. I'm it wondering. Must have been like it, four it years. I know it was a really long time ago. It was ago. episode fifty. I but this is where I learned of it, so that's why I remember yeah. it as being. Did. Has anyone remade? I may have made this same joke before, which is why I brought that last uh, thing up. Um, has anyone remade a sex toy in the shape, like like Probably. a broom designed for getting off? 
Probably like, yeah. so, with okay. the whooshing noises so, and with so, the, um, it's so loud. <laughs> cult- cultural analysts, um, I, I have, you know, kind of read a bit about this, mm-hmm. um, like those uh, priests who were like, "Oh, they burn the witches," and you know that kind of thing. Um, we're definitely we're like our children. Um, there, there's definitely you're supposed to get on the um, <laughs> scholars who who say that the brooms that which is ride in folklore are phallic so it really just well, makes sense phallic. to make and it so vibrate. are their hats yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and, and their noses i was gonna say that and then i decided <laughs> not to <laughs> um yeah so i did have the broomstick there was really nothing remarkable about it like it's really yeah. like I don't think the kids yeah, no, were thinking just, about yeah, it. It's, it's just funny. Solid it's vibrating it's, it's funny on. that nobody said, "Hey, wait a minute." It's a clear representation of no one can imagine a woman having pleasure to for themselves. Of like, someone might use this to get off. It's like no, that never occurred to anyone on the chain of command. Yeah. That, like to get that out there. They're it, all the okay. guy from uh, Con- that considering game we the vibrating. But didn't even go for very long. I'm not sure it would have even worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, um, it's anyway. all just funny to talk about. Yeah. So um, there was that. There was. Um, I had this other. It was actually a cool little game. It was like um, a round, like plastic thing with obstacles around the outside. You know, like there were like hoops. There was like a little cauldron. Um, there, you know, like wait, I think I, I think I know this thing. Yeah, like so there's like idea. gates, and then I mean, like, it had. Maker, even well, if it wasn't connected to Harry hold Potter, on, I haven't finished idea. explaining what it did. Um, oh. So there, there was like, um, like a fan. It vibrated. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I know this thing that yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, so, yeah. And there was a little foam ball. Yeah. And you would put it, and then you had to like rotate it, like the fan, so that it made it over all the. Um, Yep. obstacles so you, yep. you would control like this how... looked wicked fun or someone we knew had one or like i think <laughs> commercials really or cool. both yeah. i think I, they had like heavily run commercials at the time mm-hmm. before and it looked really fun it was I, a really cool little game yeah I, harry potter mania was such a thing like I, a lot of this a lot of the marketing for all this stuff sticks out to me way more than the well i actually know the movies pretty well too but like mm-hmm. i'm not a harry potter person by any means but like the fact that everyone was into this really did permeate a part of my childhood. <laughs> yeah. Um, later on in in the franchise, I started missing, like, one of the things I think I really enjoyed as a kid, and maybe it was because I was a kid, um, but I missed it later on, was the whimsical nature of a lot of the art and the marketing and the toys and stuff like that. It just had such an aesthetic before to it. Before it was it. more serious, you mean? Like... Yeah, before it got more serious, like, around the fourth movie, maybe even the third a little bit, but... You've seen the art, you know, on I was going to mention, I think it is the, the movies that kind of pushed it into more of the serious. I mean, I know the books got more serious, too. Yeah, but, but like they that. just totally dropped, like, like the whimsical art and, and all the, like, cool, like, cartoonish yeah. well, type I mean, of stuff. I think the sea change really was introducing a character named Sirius Black. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you could argue it was around the third movie that Spoilers. the tone change really happened. Because, I mean, they also changed directors yeah. and the original. Oh, um, I didn't know that. Yeah, the, uh, the original actor for Dumbledore also died uh, between the second and third movies. Sorry. Uh, what were you no, saying? No, Alfonso Cuaron is known for... Well, I mean, he made one, like, fantasy children's movie. He made The Little Princess, which I don't know if anyone knows anything about that. Nope. Um, Never heard of it. He, he made a lot of other movies that are not fantasy movies for children and are, are often very serious to take on, mm. like, you know, adulthood and sex and war and death and all kinds of things. 
They stopped going to the candy shop so much after uh, yeah, the fourth yeah. book. Once, once they start bringing up flavor, they go back to the candy, candy shop. Frogs. Which well, I, I, ironically, it's only in the later books that they actually go to Fred and George's store, yeah, which, which is, is an entirely a pranks and, and candy store. Wonder Emporium. Yeah. The, uh, the name is so much, at least the name in the theme park, which I looked into, is hilarious. And every time I look at it, it's, well, it's I just like can't believe it. Well, it's like a long name. It's like, like it's, Zonko's it, or something. Yeah, the, Zonko Land? In, in the books, oh, I think it's Weasley's Wizard Weezy's. Okay. Weezy's. Yeah, okay. So the one in Universal is called Zonko's Joke Shop. So I don't know if this is a different joke shop from the... Wow. the mythology or if it's just so. for the theme I think park. it might but just be for the every park. time i heard it on the the podcast i was like that can't be what it's called it's just big letters on a big sign zonkos is like all right that's what you're going with that's what you're going with um yeah so i had i had i also had a wand that just had a button on it and it had like a it lit up on the end it just and it just went like whoosh, like it, it wasn't really that cool um i, I had I'm, I'm picturing Al Pacino is screaming Zonko. Oh. I don't know why. Happy birthday, Al Pacino. <laughs> My name is um, Zonkachino. Zonko's ass. <laughs> Zonko's ass. <laughs> Zonko's ass. All the way up. <laughs> Good uh, God. Um, what's the heat is so, uh, we'll do it soon. Uh, I've never seen it, though, I think. <laughs> I think I'd, I'd like to touch on the, um, I don't think anybody else has done this, but the old website, the yeah, old Harry Potter website. Yeah, I was hoping you'd have some forum stuff yeah, to discuss please. or no anything forum online stuff? related. Um, well, well, okay. I would like to bring up one briefly forum-related thing. Uh, there's great evidence that uh, J.K. Rowling used to post on her own forums, and oh, she would boy. do it under, of course, I seen of, under, of course, a false name. And she would talk about Johnny things. There, well, there were parts where people would talk about theories for upcoming books, and she would post what was actually going to happen. Everyone goes, "That sounds stupid. Why would you? Why, that's not what's going to happen." And she's like, hey, "They don't know that that's actually." They what don't I'm know doing. I'm going to put it in but the book. They don't know that you know, they they hate it. No context. Like I mean, like she's posting stuff that's going to happen, but she didn't do any work to set up for it. It's not the. It's not like. Uh, like a, a series that like really does set up and pay off well. It's just things happen in order, and um, yeah, there isn't much foreshadowing. I don't yeah, think. Yeah, no. And like there is, yeah, because she's yeah, making it up. She goes along, which isn't an inherently bad way to write a series. But if you're gonna act like you had it planned all along, then you then when it all yeah, like the whole Dumbledore's gay thing. Before, yeah, that's when it gets dicey. You can't do that. Um, Okay, so yeah, give me the online website. So, so the original website um, had a lot of Flash stuff. Of course, this is this was actually where I first experienced Flash, and I can remember vividly not being able to install Flash on my no, parents' computer because classic. I did not have the correct uh, parental controls on my account. Um, <laughs> so it, it was like that shockwave Flash, you know that um, the broken with the weird lines, yeah, like go up yeah, and down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so eventually, I got that working, and they had a bunch of different little video games um, or mini games. So, of course, you had your um, sorting hat quiz. Um, you had a thing that assigned you a wand. So it would be like, you have, this is made out of rosewood, and it's got a phoenix tail in, in the core and stuff like that, and it's this long. Um, and you could make a little pet, your little familiar. You could have, like, a, a cat or an owl or... Uh, I think a frog. It's funny that you can <laughs> only have like three different types of animals. Really unimaginative yeah. too. Well, it's like what animals would you want to keep around with but, you? Are you going to have a fucking like, lion with like you all the time? Anim- wizards and druids have familiars. You should be able to pick anything. But these are 11-year-olds, aren't they? It should be a way that these characters can express their personalities. Well, that's what you, really your Patronus is that. for. Um, that's yeah. stupid. Actually, it didn't have deer. Patronus on that space website. Um, you could do that. There was um, one game I played a lot, which it was like a... 
it was like Quidditch game. It was the Bludger something game. But you, you played as um, the Bludger guy, beater yeah, guy. Yeah, which one was the Bludger? Beater, you remember? The beater. The, the beater. So the, the beater cool is, would keep Bludgers, which are these balls that try to hit people out of the it's sky. Trying to break all your bones. Yeah. Um, so it was just that. And you just had to like, it would throw increasingly many like bludgers at you and you had to hit them all Did you and play it as one of the characters or no just just, just a guy you play as a just a guy <laughs> i think you <laughs> might have been one of the weasley brothers because they on. were the beaters on the yeah that's what i was wondering team. i couldn't remember who um, played on the team for Gryffindor. there's yeah. of course the 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 guy who goes against the snitch what is that guy called the seeker yeah the, the seeker, seeker the bludger Harry i mean the that. seeker the beater the tosser the, uh, <laughs> the tosser is just British slang, actually. I, I wish I could think of a fourth of real thing so I could try and slip tosser in the wanker. No, that's also a joke. Um, there's that. So, oh, and then there was one where you had to navigate through the like dungeon. So you know, at the beginning, um, where they first go to Hogwarts in the first movie, and they go through like they go over the lake. Yeah, yeah. They'll have to go over the lake in little boats. Yeah, so like the you, opening you do of the that. Shining, the, you do that, uh, and you go underneath Hogwarts in like whatever cavern under there, and you have to make your way up. It was sponsored by Coca Cola. Hell yeah! So you, you had to find little like Coca Cola bottles Whoa, around. So it. Shame, shameless product placement. Really dumb. <laughs> Brutal. Uh, they actually did have Coca Cola under Hogwarts. Though. Did they do Whoa. any of this in the in the fucking theme park cam? Do they have? No, because there's so many theme park rides in Disney and another place. They don't need sponsorships by. anymore. Yeah, they got wizard nerd money, dude. Yeah, I guess they so. don't need any of this shit. Hagrid's motorbike sponsored by General Electric. Yeah, <laughs> it's not magic. It's General Electric. <laughs> It's yeah, like, well, uh, that's not fun for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I spent hours and hours and hours on that website as a kid. Um, Back when a website could just have three games in a paragraph, and then that's the yeah. whole website. <laughs> um, I mean, back then, that's you had a mean. family computer, so you were only allowed to, on it for like an hour at a time. Well, so yeah. You, could you just... were only allowed an hour at a time. Oh, Alex had um, major family computer time. <laughs> Whoa. Um, later on in high school, I'd never really joined the forums. I know there was one called... I think called the Leaky Cauldron, um, that you know was a fan forum, um, and I remember there there were a lot of like wizarding bands, like there were just bands themed around Harry Potter, hmm. um, those like fanish type of stuff. Uh, it's the that genre of music is called filk. Oh, bands. Oh. Um, filk. <laughs> Fiction folk, folk better music. than jizz. No, I don't, I don't think <laughs> so. Star Wars um, version of fake music. But I, I kept it's quoting um, earlier, and I was showing everybody really a um, a little uh, <laughs> clip from from something called a Very Potter musical, which is um, by by a troupe called Starkid um, that came out I think 2010 or 2011. Yeah, and, it was like a parody of the whole thing. Right? Yeah, and they had Very Potter musical and Very Potter musical two. Um, which were the first and second. I, that movie. was a big deal, I remember. Yeah, it was huge um, in the fan community. There was a, there's something that I really like. One of the best commentaries ever made for, like, Rift Tracks is, of course, like the gold standard for, like, mm -hmm. a commentary you can download online for a movie you can watch at home. Mm -hmm. Lots of podcasts do stuff like that now, but um, Brad Neely, who made the great show China, Illinois, if anyone knows that, yes. and a bunch of other uh, really great animation stuff, did an incredibly funny commentary for the first three, I want to say, Harry Potter movies called just, Wiz wait, Wizard just... People Dear Reader, where he is just, he's like fake narrating stuff as it happens, 
Uh, and is it just one guy? Yeah, it's Brad. Just just Brad <laughs> Neely doing it. He's that doing it like good. he's narrating an audiobook. Is like the way he chooses to say it, but it's meant to sync up with the movies, and it's very very funny. Wow. I thought about doing a bit on that for here, but it's not worth it. it uh, it's too too many degrees removed from what we yeah, actually, the actual definitely. topic is. It sounds like a lot of work too. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but yeah, so I, I was in all of that, and and um, one of my good friends from high school, Jesse, uh, he was the one who actually got me into very potter musical um and he uh was he was huge on harry potter also at the time and we both ended up going we didn't go together i think we ended up in different theaters we went to waterford for the um midnight premiere of the last movie um and every single theater was showing harry potter wow it's like what is it that is waterford eight or yeah yeah every eight theaters packed with people it was insane um those movies were huge yeah it, it was so big so i mean we had our own star wars but they were kind of our star wars yeah 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 we did have our we don't <laughs> talk about those our own star wars, but we actually we talk like, about those quite a bit like the lord of the rings came out when we were kids as well yeah. snooze <laughs> sorry I don't, I don't i don't care for those <laughs> cam took a ton of heat at a recent housewarming party for saying that he thought that elves were stupid Whoa. did i well elves are stupid at desiree's sure. uh at desiree's oh yeah you i don't care for them you were in by me, Jensen, Hunter, oh, and yeah. Dom. Can't was... fight Jensen on elves being cool. Man, if I was in, if I had been standing there, I probably would have fought you. Yeah, I just elves medieval are dumb. stuff I'm doesn't work for me. Elves are very cool. I, I like fantasy stuff. I'll make you guys read all... Elf Quest. There's fucking. I won't. I don't care. About elves elf. are the guys who think they're the coolest. They are not actually. I don't yeah. care about elf problems in general. <laughs> however, <laughs> we're going way off track. <laughs> I don't care about elf problems. I don't care about elf problems. Black the Lord of the Rings are a genuinely good series of films. Snooze. <laughs> I don't know why those didn't get to Medieval stuff never really got to me. Uh, I guess anyway. it's fantasy. I don't know. I, just, All right, so, I was just trying to make the point. So there was I, another no, no, gigantic yeah, yeah, yeah. film. I'm sorry. I like, I, like, I like lighting the fire that I don't care about elves or, <laughs> but, um, or those movies or I've gone on long enough. I yeah, think can, I can chime yeah. in on can literally anything else. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, I have the a Lego website up because I need to remember which ones I had, but I definitely had. Oh, hold on. Bring your mic over there. Yeah, I should. If it's not going to rip an X. Uh, I wouldn't try that. Do I have the length on this? I wouldn't try that. We're doing this live right now, ladies. Live. And That's gonna pull, pull tech test. Okay, so um, I was scrolling through up. the list of most of the ah. kits that I thought I had when I was a kid. I think I pretty much topped out at the second movie for ones that I had. But uh, from the first movie, I vividly remember having the final challenge set, which um, <laughs> is... That's is the final the challenge? Movie. No, this is from the first movie. This is the... Oh, never mind. Um, there's like a mirror... There's like the mirror that shows oh, your yes. desires. The mirror of Arizad. And fucking... <laughs> in the mirror at the end of the movie, uh, he hides the stone. And like that's an important plot point, but uh, Professor Quarrel is here, and he he reveals that he's being controlled by Voldemort by having Voldemort's face on the back of his head. Yeah, that was um, cool. That really was actually cool. genuinely. Cool. I fucking yeah. that always. And the would you? Well, no, it's just funny to me that the guy wears a turban the whole time, and it's like, why would he wear that? Oh, because he's got a face behind it. <laughs> no it's one, like, no so one would have a benign uh, reason to wear a turban. That's that's J.K. <laughs> Rowling coming the in. The, the, yeah. like, <laughs> no, no. But um, but the, well, wait the the Lego set yes has um, you have the Professor Quarrel minifigure and um, 
you can uh, turn his whole head around. You like because his head has two faces on it, so you can turn his. You take the turban off and turn his head around, and he's got Voldemort's so face. So genius, yeah, absolutely it's genius. Really, it's great. I definitely had that Lego set. Yeah, I yeah. love the nondescript bat up there. Uh, yeah, and then this one had the holographic Some mirror fire. sticker you'd put on there, and it would rotate. It would, would either show Harry standing there or him with the the Sorcerer's Stone or Philosopher's Stone if you're uh, from the UK. Oh, can I mention really quick? I Why used to play Harry Potter on the playground with a few people, and I always get stuck. Um, they assigned me the role of Fluffy. <laughs> Who's um, that? That's the three-headed dog. Yes. So I, I oh. want to talk about. And we never about got that to me because next. they tried to go through the whole movie in order. I had the uh, Forbidden <laughs> Corridor got set, to you. Uh, which is the um, the three trials that take place at the end of the first movie. Uh, there's the. Lance, there's the three-headed the dog, The devil's fluffy. snare. Yeah, thank you. And then there's fire? I don't remember that one. <laughs> the three things. Dog, fire, fire and flance. could be considered a challenge, I well, think. No, fire the is a pretty the big keys, challenge. Which is its own set, I think. Um, that is a different Lego set. I don't think I had that one. Um, Harry Potter did work really well as a Lego set because the wand is an easy piece. The wand is good, and the I remember the just cloak. a giant. Stick. I remember the cloaks really vividly. The there Lego are, got capes right, man. They're cloaks and actually capes. cloth or like uh, clothy. They weren't plastic. Some they sort were, of nylon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there. and um, they would just go around any character. You just attach the head over it. Um, the one that I had from this set that Hermione has on, I think most of these had stars on the inside, which is mm-hmm. kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, fluffy minifigure is great. The three-headed dog. I would yeah. use that fucking guy all the time in all my builds. Um, Fluffy's cool. a girl. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, and this one also had the like trap door because like you have to sneak. Like in the movie, you snuck through. You, they put the dog to sleep and then snuck through the trap door. Mm-hmm. Um, the trap door part was really fun to build with because I remember the trap. Door. You just had the. It's just a fucking little door you could put on top of. The we building. might have had this. I was one shitting too. you. She's. She, uh, he's not a girl. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. I just believe you because you know everything <laughs> yeah. about this. We movie. have no grounds to challenge almost anything you say. Maybe one of the heads is. Uh, a girl. And then I, of course, had the um, one of the opening set piece or one of the opening bits of the second movie is Harry not being allowed to go to school and Ron coming in the flying car to come and uh, like. So rescue fun. him. He picks him up. Yeah. So, school. so this is something that I've heard Alex reference like a, a hundred times. <laughs> like when he doesn't talk about Harry Potter all that often. The car or the, the Lego set? Car? Yeah, the, fly, the flying car. Uh, this is that like, they crash into a tree. You pick it cool. up all the time. It rocks. The Whomping Willow. Yeah. yeah. It is the maybe the best part or my favorite part of any of these movies is fucking flying around in the car and all the hijinks that ensue mm-hmm. there. Uh, but I had the Lego kit. Right next to the train. Yeah, people wave to them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had the Lego kit where you could attach the car to the window and you could yank it off. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's really oh, fucking it's so cool. cool. Uh, and then they had like the owl and you got the um, Harry's uh, uncle to come out and yell at you. <laughs> Harry's uncle Lego minifigure. Yes. <laughs> so stupid. Why would I want that guy? I guess if you're really into immersive storytelling, then you could. And this website that I found on uh, found all these like listings on is definitely like a big deep Lego nerd website. But some of them will have like the. uh, I think this one says it. The number of pieces. Well, yeah, it says uh, consists consists of uh, 
several minifigures, but I think a couple of these said like, this is the only set you can get this one in, which is like yeah, really like, funny. very funny. It's like, the Professor Quarrel is like the only Lego they ever made of him was in this <laughs> Well, how so, relevant is he? He only shows up in like two scenes. So they yeah. made the no, uncle he multiple he like, times. <laughs> he melts so, pretty much. Yeah. He defeats him, and, and he, then he's just a pile of turban and ropes. Yeah, they had <laughs> some. They, they had some bigger sets, but I didn't. He shows up in the opening scene of the movie. He shows up in the and says, "There's a troll in the dungeon." Oh, that's a great line. <laughs> Um, the, yeah, they had some bigger sets, but I never, like, Legos are fucking expensive, and they were when we were kids, too. Yeah, they still uh, are. I never had any of the, like, huge castles or anything. My advice to anyone but... who is looking to buy Legos would be to get something that is unaffiliated with any brand and have a really good time building it. Mm. Like, mm. And, and then, like, just Like, this fucking really... Hogwarts castle kit looks sick, dude. Yeah. Wow. My best the friend as a kid had, had the, um... There was a, a Hogwarts a like kit. It wasn't a it wasn't a um, Lego kit. It was just the castle, and it was expandable. Like it, it was a big thing, and you could you know take the roof off and open up things and look in it and put stuff in it. But then there were like you could attach like Hagrid's hut. You would buy Hagrid's hut, and you would attach it. And then yeah, you could build out the yeah. whole world. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That was cool, a cool thing. Like a lot of looking back through a lot of these kits, they were either like this one set piece that you remember from the movie, or it's like this one location. And it's like cool if you had Hagrid's hut, like you could do so much shit with that if you had yeah. all the guys. I remember yeah. the big Hagrid minifig. Yeah, I stuff. was a big Lego kid, and like so, of course, I had a ton of Legos, but. Um, I kind of fell off Harry Potter, but I had all of those bricks kicking around for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Even though, like, none of the sets ever survived. Of course, I tore down that fucking uh, trap door to put it in a spaceship or something. But... <laughs> <laughs> I assume every piece was torn down to put in a spaceship. Even, like, <laughs> even, like the dog is yeah. in a spaceship. And so that's just that's the, how I'm building my Legos. That's the natural evolution of playing with Legos. It's I, eventually... made a human, I made a spider out of mostly leg pieces. Lego, Lego leg pieces. <laughs> we used to um, take Adam's bionicles and just combine them. Uh, he made one that was, like, every I mean, single one of... Like the, they were like the spider-looking ones. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. They had yeah, like the I, triangle I, heads. That's something I've considered doing Lego for a little while because I've never mind you guys for your memories on that kind of stuff. Really, Lego, put, put that in your pocket. Lego should yeah, be. Yeah, I constantly play with Legos. For I think like, we would. Legos. I think we, it we would had... be fun to like go and get a cheap kit and yeah. everyone all build it for the show too. Yeah, yeah. we, we built we built the double decker bus that Cam hates so much. I don't <laughs> hate it. I hate it. So. <laughs> I'm going to buy a dead stock Bionicle for like $2,000. All right. So I, I am avoiding going deep, but they're like on this website when it's looking up these kits, there are like buy it on eBay right now. Yeah. So like, that's dangerous. Like, yeah, they are carbonated. Yeah. Here, here comes. <laughs> the air back then was higher pressure than it is now. <laughs> so Cam, what happened to the fucking theme park? <laughs> Did you have anything? You, you no, I, I played the, the Game Boy Advance game quite a bit and I don't know how I ever beat it because it's fucking absolute yeah. garbage. <laughs> it's an isometric action game and you can you have to like sneak and jump, but it's isometric and the jumps is on like the left trigger it's like that's awful. really weird you <laughs> handed it to me like one second before recording i was blown like thrown back when i booted it up your saved game i was like this is what it is <laughs> my uh most vivid memory with that is all of the sound effects because like uh, we were talking about this before the show a little bit but um the game boy advances has very weird sound uh it was easier to just sample sound effects from other things than to make sounds originally on the system 
So a lot of the sound effects are like, oh, it's a weird bit crunch version of the main theme for Harry Potter, or it's like a really destroyed sample of Harry going, whoo, when he gets hit. <laughs> Harry's uh, classic noise. I had the Game Boy Color games, and they were like built as a um, like an RPG where you level up and you have spells and magic points and stamina and stuff like that. Yeah. I had a good amount of fun with those. This I also was... had the ones on the computer. I had, uh, for PC, I had Sorcerer's Stone and um, Chamber Secrets, and those were like more of a um, behind-the-back, like third-person action yeah. Puzzle game. This is an this was an era that in video games that doesn't really happen. Well, licensed games don't happen as much anymore anyway. But um, you used to get a license for a video game, give it to about seven different studios, and say make it for every system. Yeah. And they're all not the same game. It's just based on it's loosely based on the movie, but it's a completely different video game. Yeah. You you would have ones that are for PC, PlayStation, Xbox. And GameCube or whatever was out at the time, and they yeah, but they wouldn't be ports; one. they would all yeah. be different. Not, I, so yeah, I, I think the the piece, the laptop we were trying to play on was the, the really not good. I part, googled like the game also not good. I googled a couple of these games just doing a little bit of research before the show, but like it was funny. The um, I feel like the uh, Sorcerer's Stone was just a little bit too early, or it was like right before all of this popped off. Like that in the lead up to the movie, they didn't have too many games ready. But the second one, the Chamber of Secrets, had a game on every single fucking system ever. Mm. <laughs> it was so funny. And we will, um, we will famously reply to emails with a Melty PS One Hagrid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He looks really, very good. truly one of the best 3D models I've ever had my He's experience. just great. so round. He looks like a It looks grimace. like him. It so, works. So that's yeah. what you're talking about, right, Kim? Yeah, I, I looked at new Melting Hagrid. Uh, <laughs> no, I looked into the, the theme park because I, I kind of knew that we'd come into this with, or I thought that we'd come into this with a lot of negativity given J.K. Rowling's recent uh, yeah, no, brain. I think, I think we can take it as assumed that uh, she's a really shitty person and yeah. we, don't, we don't condone totally. it. And, and no matter it. what she said now, not, it doesn't... If you're not worried about it being negative so far, wait until you get to what I have to say. Because yeah. yeah. I actually read to... that she wrote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, it, like... It's not like what she's done in recent years negates having fun with the series. Right. When yeah. I, we, I've gone over this. Yeah, I came at it with my my memories of having enjoyed yeah. something. Of Legos this. are fun. All right, yeah. I gotta say this, but my um my memories of Harry Potter, I got really really into the series as, I, as a kid. I read all these books. I completely devoured them. And then when I was I want to say around thirteen or fourteen. I went to the school library and I was uh, going through the fantasy science fiction section and I started picking out some other stuff and I realized I didn't really like Harry Potter. I liked reading. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh. Check I, out reading. And I, I, I endorse reading. I think wow. that you should probably... Please don't hit the table. Yeah. It was like a Boss Baby Vibes thing. It was it, just like the first book you read. Yeah, <laughs> it, that, that was legitimately it. It's it like uh, if you ever like, saw Adam Sandler's click. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I literally, like I went that. to Game Exchange the other day uh -huh. and, I, and one of the guys behind the counter was just talking about like, so... You know, if you'd seen a movie like uh, Adam Sanders, Clay, like he was doing the same bit. Was it Nick? He's a listener. <laughs> I have no idea who this guy Maybe was. Maybe he listens to the show. That would be incredible. <laughs> that would be, That'd be the more problem. I more bet that it was Nick. <laughs> but I um, already have all the Metroid Primes. Why would I go to Game Exchange? So I didn't have too much of an attachment to the series, and I but I've been to the theme park and then yeah did you oh, go to the universal stuff yes so okay. i've only been to one half of it but um 
with the recent uh, Mario Park opening, mm-hmm. it's kind of been. It's kind not of opening sucks. in Florida, is it? it? It's opening in. It's going to. Is I think not? they only have it in Hollywood right yeah, now. Only oh, yeah. in Hollywood right now, but they're building it in Florida. Yeah. I they don't really it. know the specifics. They I don't should, keep yeah. up on Universal. I think it's open in Japan much. and Hollywood. Yeah, it's right Japan now. and Hollywood right but, now. But, like, people are kind of not really. Like, it's not doing too well. Like, it's not that cool. And it just has made me think about how good the Harry Potter part is. Because. I've only been half it. It was for, you know, like a small portion of my day at Universal. But and I don't even care that much about Harry Potter, but the park fucking rocks like it's it's such a good example of like what to do with a franchise when you're porting it to a theme park instead of like it feels it, I mean, it feels so like you're we, there. I, you know what ha- mean? I, I mean, you haven't done. Uh, yeah. you haven't done Galaxy's Edge. No, but um, having done Galaxy's Edge, yeah. I think. Universal is in a real great spot because they were the underdogs for a long time. So yeah. you're able to take their time and really put a lot of effort into making Harry Potter land. Something and learn from go Disney's to. mistakes. Okay. I, had, or... I had to look it up. Uh, the Florida version of Super Nintendo Land is part of a gigantic Yeah, it's going to be Epic Universe, yes, correct? Epic Universe. Yeah. So that is part because it's part of a gigantic expansion to Florida Swampland, it was, <laughs> uh, has two years before it's going to be finished. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. But I, I think... They like Disney really fucked up with Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, and that they was blew them, it. That they was fucking them, blew it. Oh, Galaxy's that was them Edge trying too? to follow this up. That because Harry oh, Potter yeah. Lens came out first, and they're yep. like, "Well, we need a big immersive world, and we own Star Wars, and we need to get it into the park." Should be a slam dunk. Yeah. Yeah. So we want to make it immersive and interesting and stuff, so and then they they invented this shit. Yeah. Yeah. But um, the Harry Potter section is really fun. And so it has like fun stores and like people come wearing their costumes, which is allowed at Universal and not allowed at Disney. And (laughs) um, like there's it's just it's immersive and fun. So I listened to um, a podcast that I know Alex has listened to uh, podcast The Ride, uh, which some some L.A. comedians doing weird, you know, theme park podcasts like really in-depth yeah, stuff. Yeah, they're very into it. So but they're... the episode I listened to was from five years ago. So it's like bef- oh, it seems like it's before a lot of the J.K. Rowling stuff started coming up more frequently. I mean, five years seems so recent. Like it seems like that all she should was be pretty still, She was already definitely getting still a bad be... person, but you could probably ignore it easier five years yeah, ago. It, yeah, like five <laughs> years ago it was less um, trans people aren't people and more um, Dumbledore is about gay feminism. because yeah, I have thoughts about <laughs> yeah. that feminism and Dumbledore is gay because I feel pressured. Yeah, <laughs> but um, so like in their theme park guys, so they're really focusing on the theme park, yeah. and they so they have uh, Jess McKenna on, who is a, like a huge theater uh, nerd comedian performer, and she is huge in Harry Potter, so it's really fun to hear them as theme park guys and her as yeah, a Harry Potter person. She goes to um, Universal, like, the lot with her writing partner to write stuff and then writes off, writes it off as a, a business meeting. Like, because sure. it's a yeah, writer's meeting. going to Universal Hollywood, they do make <laughs> movies there, I guess. Yeah, so, I mean, but it's like, you know, it's like you can write off a coffee shop. I don't think she writes off the ticket to go to Universal, but writes off the meal at the, sure. the restaurant. So, like, they have butterbeer there, which is really you know fun and good and how is delicious. it compared to the one we just had? i know it's not alcohol it's been a really long time since i had okay. it because i had it mine in 20 
fifteen, I think. So it's been a while. But okay. it, uh, the Butterbeer there is good. Has this it really is, been this open for that long? Yeah. It's yeah, been it's been open for a really long time. Jesus Christ. But they've expanded it. Yeah. Since, like yeah. when I went, the the second half is new. I think. Okay. Which well, I think big... is Diagon Alley, or Diagon Alley is the first. Uh, yeah, part. I'm not sure. I know the big the big Hagrid coaster was the biggest thing that they put out. The, the, the motorbike. What's the one, one where you literally go through the racist bank? Is that uh, the that was one of the first? Green that guts. was one of the first things that they put out. When I went, so that was so new. That one yeah. that has like a dragon in it as well. I don't yeah, know. because that that's, that happens fun. in um, in the movie. The, yeah, in the seventh book, they they break out a Gringotts with the a dragon. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> one of the Horcruxes is there, right? They're, yeah, they're I mean, you didn't see that movie. And there's a dragon guarding it, and then they break out of the. Um, that's cool. The break the bank. Yeah, so now that ride's pretty fun. The racist bank that you walk through is very cool and, <laughs> and interesting it's like this big basically empty room which is kind of cool to have this whole line queue to get into a room that's like empty and just has like well, tellers and stuff in the it. cool thing well because like i i i didn't really read the books so a lot yeah. of my knowledge of harry potter same comes from the movies, i didn't read the books either. but the movies set such a standard for what this world looks and feels like mm-hmm. and you get like one scene in the first movie in the bank but it's so memorable. You know, like, yeah. it's, like, huge. And you're seeing it from Harry's perspective. So Very everything is exciting yeah. and weird and new. I remember I when, when the movies first started coming out, everyone who had read the books was like, wow, that's exactly how I imagined it. So I, I really yeah. think, it, like, the the park and the movies are pretty much how the book describes. Yeah, and also fantastic. Mostly. Like, it's just crazy how, I mean, we've talked about all her... Like not hurt the the franchise's like faults and missteps and many, bad many things. Problems. Yeah, and, but and like the parks and, with everything. and the movies, they I think work to make work it, really to try well. And make it work. There's They're an like, aesthetic okay, and a vibe. Go from a framework of this horrible shit that sucks. Let's try and find wonder in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like even not being that big of a Harry Potter fan, like going to that park was a highlight, and I still remember so much of it. Like. The they have the fucking candy store, which is I didn't know. Well, at the time I didn't know, but like being a pastry guy, like having the fantasy candy store be real was so cool. And while they don't have anything, you know, chocolate frogs don't move and shit, but it, like the packaging is so perfect and like unique to the point where you'd buy that and then maybe just keep the box because the box for the yeah. candy. Yeah, the, cool. the birdie butts beans used to come in little cloth baggies, yeah. which is probably not good to have. Candy that can melt. Well, they were barely edible. I think they're in a plastic bag in the cloth bag. Is that not true? It doesn't matter. No, no, you're correct. You're correct. It's been a long time since I've seen them in that. But yeah, like they come in a cloth bag, which is expensive. And it's cool that they did it because that's what matters about the product. Not that you can get a a grass flavored jelly bean. I hate hate to keep doing this, but uh, uh, pairing your description of having gone there with yeah. my experience of having gone to Star Wars land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't make a lightsaber, but I think like do, if you did the like $100 wand experience that I'm sure they sell, yeah. that might be cooler than making your own lightsaber. It probably is. I have a custom made lightsaber from one of those, but from before the, the Galaxy's Edge stuff. Yeah. Back from when you could just build it in like a, a basically a toy store in Moss Eisley. Yeah. Uh, in, on uh yeah, yeah. The, after after you Studios. go on Star Tours. Yeah, on Disney's Hollywood Studios, <laughs> yeah. which used to be MGM. And um, I quite like that lightsaber. It has a bunch of cool parts in it, and I still hang on to it to this day. But um, uh, there's really not that much stuff you can do with it. But I feel like with the wand, there's even less. The thing about the wand, and the as compared to the lightsaber, is like you will never be able to make a... a lightsaber that feels accurate to the movies because, it, because the blade it needs to come anything. out yeah. and like yeah. 
glow and like you can't contain a telescopic tube like that in a lightsaber hilt that's the size of, the of truly what weird things like lightsaber the guard or the uh, the curve you can't the do curve. the curve i think you might be able to do the kind of you can yeah, do the curve but can. it has to extend to the normal yeah. length of a hilt and then curve yeah. it can't be like dooku's where it's like a banana or whatever <laughs> um, but so getting back to the wand thing yeah. the thing that's cool about the wand store is which um there's some issues I want to talk about later, but the like they put the wands on the shelves kind of like disheveledly and shitty, which yeah. is kind of like cool. Like well, they're just kind like, of like stacked yeah, up, like scene, whatever. In the, in the scene in the first movie, it is like with this one guy who works at this. It's store like chaotic. All, all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, which is so cool and good attention to detail. Instead of some executive being like, they all have to be stacked up nice because our store is very neat. It's like no, they're stacked all over the place because it's fun. Yeah, you're finding your wand in a weird corner. In the podcast, they talk about so you get selected out of the line to get to do the experience of they choose what wand is right. like for yeah, you. Yeah, that's part of it too, right? It, it's supposed to choose you. Yes, okay. yeah. And they like sure they, they pick up a wand and they so, say, is this your wand? And then the lights go off so. and like the something falls off a shelf or I a flower dies. That's cute. It's the, so cute and one fun. One of the cool things about the wand in the, in the original story was the idea that there was some kind of special material at the core. Like it was a yeah, certain like, type of wood, a certain type of shape, and then the cord. And one of the things that made Harry's wand so special was that there was a phoenix feather in the cord. Mm. And that was like a cool idea. And so the, the phoenix that gave the tail feather in that wand, um, the only other feather it ever Grew gave to be. was in Voldemort's wand. Yeah, exactly. So, so I wonder what you got to have like a big list of like a hundred things that could be a cord and a wand. Probably or something have like, like five that. at the yeah, real probably story. Like five. <laughs> but, I, but I feel like. In order to make a really cool There's like dragon experience. heart string, there's unicorn hair, there's... Yeah. But the other thing that they do in the theme park, right, is that if you buy the wand, you get to like activate it on like yes. NFC stuff. And it, that's really and, crazy. And yeah. Like you get wave to wave like it on something. Point you know? That's part a... of their like, their like trademarks technology of like being able to wave well, a, Disney, a chip over Disney has that. tried to do it lately with the you with the magic bands, the like bracelet that is your ticket and how Does you buy an ice cream. Does anything to do with the, the, the genie thing that FastPass is um, replacing FastPass? Oh, we can't get I into this not. now. <laughs> we don't have time. But uh, I've the, got an hour on that. The, <laughs> the bit that I really liked on the podcast about the the wand choosing ceremony is it is really fun and cool and neat but then you have to pay for the wand that yeah. your child like gets chosen for so it's, it's it is like a kind of like a shitty capitalism thing of like they should just give you the fucking wand like you're picking one one kid every hour or whatever maybe that's too many to give it yeah, a free wand. hundred dollars please yeah <laughs> i think they're only 50 but oh, still it's too much because then you know you gotta get your sibling a wand too and it's like if you choose one kid then every other kid in the line is gonna be pissed at you but and mine just has troll juice. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking liquid filled Twinkie wand. It sucks. It sucks. But Candy, do you get to take the train? Isn't that how you get the I didn't take them? the train because I was a poor uh, Disney, inter- Disney so employee. So you have to have tickets to both parts to <laughs> yes. take the train? You're That's not so allowed to do the train, which is a ride or whatever, an experience. But it's how you get to the other side, Exactly. Right? So that you can't do that unless you buy a ticket to both parts. <laughs> of course. Which is... You know, we could. that's a whole two hours yeah. we could talk about. But I did do Green Guts, which was really fun, but did make me a little sick because it's like it's a full motion ride with 3D elements. I thought it was so, a, it's not a roller coaster. It's just a screen ride? Screen ride. Okay. But it's like a one of those screen rides that is also a roller like the, coaster. You sit in, a, in like a theater and it moves or? 
From my memory, you move along all axes, but apparently also listening to these extreme dorks talk about uh, theme parks, Universal patented a technology that is like something to do with an arm holding an object. So you, I'm doing this in 3D. Uh, the the, the listeners arm? will not be able to... Oh, what was it? The KUKA arm. Yeah, yeah. The KUKA arm. If you want to That's that. what it is. So it's... Uh, Listeners, picture me holding a cup, and the cup, the <laughs> cup is the you. Rotate the cup in your mind. The, rotate the cup <laughs> in your mind. So you like, have to imagine this in 3D. It's an instead of like Soren, where you're hanging from the ceiling or held by two arms. Like it's an an omnidirectional. It's like yeah, it's like a robotic, a, a full robotic arm. Yeah, with an elbow that's holding onto your right hand. <laughs> it's just so. You know what I, mean. I guess so. Yeah, it's just like fascinatingly cool, and like really breaks through to your immersion of like oh shit i'm really fucking like i think in the when you're in the, on a ride you have an idea of how you might move what the the impossibilities are yeah like, it's like oh i can't go up here because i'm on a ride that's on a track like i think in in the ride that they were really raving about um uh harry, oh boy harry potter and the forbidden journey i guess it's called i think Weird. okay um it turns you upside down which is like if you were on fucking Soren and it turned you upside down, you'd have a heart attack. <laughs> you know that that's not possible. Yeah, you know you're just on a thing that moves up in front of a screen. Yeah, like it's just so really impressive and anything. But um, they talk a lot about to wrap up. They talk a lot about the restaurant, the Three Broomsticks. Justin McKenna is able to list every item on the menu from memory. Oh it's God. just like a British Whoa. pub, which is um, it's okay. It's like a. I mean, it's a great idea to launder the idea of a British pub British through food. Harry Potter because yeah, you're perfect. in Florida or uh, Hollywood. It's yeah. like when you, you we can do it. Someone say, "Wait, what's all this then?" Oh, <laughs> you want oh, a banger then? <laughs> um, but like, there's bangers and mash. Bangers and mash. mash. It's kind of also smart to do real food instead of being like magical hamburger and yeah. shit, <laughs> or hamburger. Yeah. Like, I it's perfect toads. to be like, oh, you can't get fish and chips outside of you know, or regularly outside of blah blah blah. They got like you know flaky crust pies and stuff and uh, yeah, but uh, sure. butter beer's good. The park's really fun. Yeah, um, I'm never I have never <laughs> yeah. been to Universal, but I really that seems it's so worth it. Cool. Simpsons Land is pretty fun. I want to go to Simpsons take that Land. Out so this, fucking this bad. is hurts my soul and heart to say Harry Potter Land is better than Simpsons Land, mm. like hands down. Yeah. Like, Simpsons Land is fun. It's great. Food's terrible. Rides <laughs> fine. Immersiveness is like. Three out of ten. Like it's cool to, to, to it's cool to buy the port license plate. How, but I, how much can you really do with the Simpsons? Doesn't that, make sense. You can't live there. Yeah, it's like it doesn't. Yeah, they they live your in, brain is in just like Springfield. Bleh. Yeah, the fact that you can't get like a real beer at Moe's Tavern is like. A, I think you can. Oh, you can. Never yeah, mind there is actually a very good. The flaming Mo is not accurate to the cartoon. It doesn't have cop uh, syrup. Yeah, so it sucks. No, it's just like a, a fireball shot that they light on fire. Can you the birthday prize? No, I you hope can't. That Duff beer is uh, all of the American macro brews combined into one thing. <laughs> all Duff into a single thing. Yeah, it's Let, like how the, the, I, the I Duff reading, beer, Duff light, and they're all one. I was reading that it's Sam Adams. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> it is. I think it is just a regular beer that yeah. it comes in a Duff glass. But I last thing I'll mention beer, is that please. <laughs> the the Harry Potter for a brief part, brief uh, period of time. The, the beers that you could get at the tavern or whatever were like butter beer, uh, gingerbread beer, um, 
pumpkin ale and Budweiser. Like, <laughs> That's great. But apparently now they've kind of fixed it up where like the taps are still kind of like weathered and like themed and stuff. It's just the park's really fun. They seem to be advancing it very well. It's just like a, a big hit. It's, it's cool that you Being can take something Magic like Castle that. Magic Castle is a cool idea for a theme park. It's pretty yeah. neat. Mm-hmm. And I, I heard famously there was one of those that did very well in Florida and California. Oh, <laughs> Bush Gardens. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. <laughs> Well, I, I hope you've had enough fun, listeners, because... Oh, I'm going to bring the vibe down. You read the I, Harry Potter Monster Manual, and it I, sucks. It, <laughs> hey, you took the words right out of <laughs> So I, I read the book and watched the movie. Do you think a Dusseldorf is cool? Did you watch the wrong. movie, too? Well, Wait, what? Yeah. You did? Did you watch, like... More only, than only the first one what, for the show. The what, okay. what crimes did Grindelwald commit? Wait, for the, the show, or you've seen it before? For the second one, I, I ignored the hell out of this. <laughs> oh, okay. Because I watched it when it came out, and I still thought it sucked. But I, I can't believe you watched a movie for this. I'm sorry. Well, here's funny. the spoiler: I couldn't finish it. <laughs> hey, I thought it was boring. Yeah, I I did finish the book though. So, um, when I was a kid, I saw that they are releasing supplemental material for Harry Potter, and I'm like. A monster manual for nerds like me. I love it. Yep. A bestiary for full of all. Aragog the spider. What's his deal? Yeah, he's a, he's a giant spider. He's a giant. That's his deal. So is there not more than that? There no, is he's so a giant. Talk more he talks to Harry. Spider. Yeah, in the, in the manual for giant spiders, they're like they can talk sometimes. It's like, <laughs> Fuck you! It doesn't tell me shit. Uh, so this this book has so many problems. The start. Of which is that I don't think she wanted to write it. Mm. <laughs> um, just so you know, um, I don't think this was the same version as we had as kids. Right, I know it wasn't because the version we had as kids is only like ten pages long. Yeah, and it's, this one is, it's very. It also ca- it came with um, I think Quidditch through the ages. Yes, which I don't remember reading. <laughs> yeah. Um, so lots of different uh, fantasy and science fiction authors have read su- have put out supplemental materials for their mm. franchises. The it's the Lord of the Rings one. It's the Silmarillion. Thank you. Um, so I almost just, said Pyramidian, we, which is the Destiny thing. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. there is um, a, one of the great examples I can think of is that uh, for the Discworld series, there is a the the Discworld Atlas or something along those lines, which is Whoa. great because that's got a own. huge unfoldable map of Ankh-Morpork, which uh, tracks with the stuff that he was doing in the series. That rules. And it's written by the wizards, the academics of yeah. the series. Mm-hmm. So there's tons of stuff where they are... They're when, editorializing. When they are, yeah, <laughs> when they're editorializing and when they're describing things that are different in Discworld from us, they'll describe us as round world. And they'll round say, world? On, on your round world, things might happen this way, but on the Discworld, the light reaches across the disc in a certain way. It's not daytime for everyone at the same time. It takes a while to creep across the disc <laughs> because of the way light hits us and like all that stuff. And it's very, very fun. And the... The Fantastic Beasts is, despite its title, is not fun. It's, it's so not fun. This the 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 fictional character who's writing this book is named Newt Scamander, and the idea is that he traveled all over to um, he traveled to all the British Isles, I guess, because the, the no, it seems to appear that there are no creatures from anywhere else on the planet Earth. Um, nope. And uh, like. In the, in the 1920s, he wrote this monster manual to describe all of these different beasts. And occasionally in the Harry Potter series, they will talk about how somebody knows what a creature is because they read about it in Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. And then you get this book that is defictionalized from this series, and you open it up, 
and it's like dragon. Dragons can breathe fire and have wings, and they are sometimes seen around Queensland. It's like, what? <laughs> that's, that's all you have to say about this? All you have to say about the majesty of dragons and the different types of dragons? And there's like Boring. seven different kinds of dragons that come from Great Britain and one that comes from Germany. And it's like, fuck Hungarian you. horntail, of yeah, course. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and there, there was Norbert was a um, something hunchback. Norbert. Uh, yeah. Um, Forgot what it was called. Norbert? Yeah, from the movie. Mm-hmm. Norbert. He was hardly in the movie. He was a in, dragon? In the, <laughs> in the book, Norbert has, like, so Hagrid was got yeah, a dragon egg. And, um, he played all the dragons, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he just played Mushu. Oops. Um, so he got a dragon egg. And in the, in the books, they go through a whole thing about, like, safely getting him off to, like, a place where he can actually live. Uh-huh. Um, in the in the movie, it's just like he hatched the dragon, and then a scene later, Hagrid is crying that they took the the dragon away. Yep, yeah. I remember so, that. So I, the one thing uh, from your description of this, mm-hmm. um, it's weird. A lot of fantasy novels and movie series aren't based on a version of our world, so right. it's weird to say that there are a bunch of magical creatures, but it's like this will. It's so hard. It's you only have to, relevant to, to wizards. wizards. So the way they explain that is they have this big thing at the beginning of the book, like the most uh, world building in all at the beginning of the book is all stuff that serves to make it less interesting, which is where they t- are talking about how, you know, in the 1900s, with, as uh, documentation became more apparent, so you could do things like take photos and things like that, and how muggles were learning to do that. Um, they were working to make sure that these magical creatures weren't uh, weren't discovered by muggles. Like they are, they have like class A and B protective orders on these species. Like species, and they like you know cast memory charms and hiding spells and things to hide them. But a lot of magical creatures will do that stuff on their own. But all of this is like, you don't need to explain that stuff away. You're making it less interesting by saying all exactly. This stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody yeah. normal knows about this. You're yeah. raising like, well, more do, questions. Does it matter if I know about this? Yeah. So, <laughs> and then like, almost all of these entries are not about like a monster manual, right? One of the things that is so much fun for me to, and a fi- me and a fictional bestiary to read is what does this thing eat? What is it like? And the only thing that this book talks about is how they interact with wizards and like what laws oh, are. We see unicorns are very good. If you kill them, you can drink their blood. You can mm. put it their bones in your wand. Yes, it will say stuff like that. It'll say you can put the unicorn hair in a wand, and it'll make for a good this and that. Or, or sometimes it's dangerous to get near one of these, and that's like the most they'll say. Or like the stings will make you float in the air. They'll make you levitate for this bee that has like helicopter wings on it. <laughs> It like gets you high and makes you levitate, but if you sting oh, you too much, yeah. you'll die. Oh hell yeah, really. Just but like it's, real it's weed. never about what the creature is like on its own. It's only about what they can do and how they interact with humans, and specifically wizards. And so it's like uh, in the thirties, protective class action act CA was used to uh, remove these creatures from people's homes. And the last instance of somebody being killed by one of these was in eighteen forty or whatever like that. And it, it says nothing about why someone would be killed by one of these, mm. whether they do it for food or for fun or for territory reasons or anything like that. Any of the things that people who like actual animals or people who like fake monster bestiary stuff, they love that. Like mm. when Quite you're questions you would be asking as someone who, I don't know, bought this book. Yes, if you're the <laughs> yeah. person who would buy this book, all the things that you would want to know, none of it is in here. 
It's and, it's for the Harry Potter I, fan, not for the, no, the that, monster and so, Harry Potter so fan. So what I, what I think here is um, may, maybe going into a pol- politics a little bit too much, um, but it sounds like the relationship between humans and an animal is all a lot of um, conservative leaning people care about. They don't care about the animals for the animals. They care what, about the animals for how can they be useful and yeah. will yeah. kill me. There, there's you know, they don't care a, about the environment. A word for this where you think you, you know, like it, you don't care about how well, anything. It's self-centered. Is, it's solipsism. I guess it's it, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the self-centered. center of the universe. Yeah, and, it's like um, how does it act when I'm there though? And this shows in the writing of her main series books where every time they introduce a magical race, centaurs, house elves, goblins, it is never, like, you know, in another fantasy book, say, for example, Lord of the Rings. I don't know if anyone's ever heard of it. They do gigantic dives into what the elves and dwarves and even the orcs, what they are like, what they do in their free time, what their cultures are like, their towns and things like that. I think because they yeah, that's might way have more thought through the world more so than just how it would map onto this story specifically. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's what happens when you come up with things as you go. It's like, <laughs> you're like, well, wait, how would this go for the guy um I am yes. or whatever. Not it's like, like if I'm introducing elves to the story, I want to answer all the questions that I might ask if I was reading about an elf. Mm-hmm. I, I really do like uh, the Witcher series has really interesting elves, mm, like maybe yeah. the worst elves there have ever been. And that's a compliment. Like they, they are, <laughs> they are really shitty, shitty people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the bad elves. But, um, uh, it makes elves. them more interesting oh, to, to read about. Witcher rules. Yeah. Right? The, all the creatures in that that series. They, I mean, granted, awesome. your character is a monster yeah. hunting guy, so it's important that he knows all this stuff. So the Witcher is going to be all about He's where a Striga lives and what it eats and things like that. Yeah, Whether all that stuff is so born good. of a curse. Oh. But but like Harry Potter as a series, it's all about wizards. It should naturally lend itself well to this sort of thing. Yeah. But it does more than more than just spiders can talk sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and on top of that, on top of this, which is my main complaint, something that rose to my mind every single page of this book, which is organized alphabetically from creatures from A to Z. Um, every single time I flip a new page in this book, which I am reading for free thanks to Kindle Unlimited, I did not pay for this. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want, I, it, if you want a free month of Kindle Unlimited, put in our code. Elves suck. <laughs> <laughs> But every time I turn a new page, I'm thinking, wow, this entry sucks and doesn't tell me anything. Wow, this entry sucks and doesn't tell me anything. And I had to post in our group chat. I could not. Uh, like, I, I, oh, like, I couldn't oh, get I, over that. The picture, Can the, you describe the this? Because di- I, I saw that you posted this, but I didn't, I didn't read it. Well, I'm going to start with the first thing I posted, which is uh, okay. the, uh, uh, <laughs> the, the phoenix is a very important thing, symbol in the book. Uh, you know, carries a noble sword. It, it it chooses the rightful king and all that bullshit. It's very much a a noble mythical bird that does good things and appears for good people. And then in this book, they show you the Irish phoenix. Oh, and the, no. I, the Irish phoenix is a is a fucked up, evil looking scavenger bird that is all black and uh, is like considered a pest and has. All hmm. You think that was written by an Irish person? I, 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 no. The, the British might have some thoughts about the Irish people. I don't know. I don't, I don't know any that? politics. Who knows? Yeah. They would, it would be too hard to find out. <laughs> we can't look into it. And um, the rest of it is also like uh, the fucking the Dr. Seuss book, If I Owned the Zoo, which is uh, <laughs> where it's all making up like the... And I would let all the floopy floos out of their cage. And, uh, and, uh, that's, that sounds like that book rocks. I don't, I don't know that book, but that's I such a good title for a book. Next week we're going to read it. We, we should. <laughs> we 
He's just <laughs> call it audible and do. If I normally complain Zoom. about book episodes, but that that sounds rule. freaking good. <laughs> All, right. All right, so I am going to pull up the page for the Elklin, which uh, had a very amusing illustration that I had to post for everyone, uh, which is a, which was an illustrated description <laughs> of a story that happened the last time there was a like human Elklin interaction, and it was like, oh, these mischief, mischievous little imps can uh, trick people into stealing their life force. And uh, but oh, the last damn. time we saw one, it was killed by a child using a collapsing cauldron. And I that instead, was of, great. instead of posting a picture, genuinely instead of, hilarious, instead of a picture of, this book <laughs> of what the creature looks like, there is instead an illustrated diagram <laughs> of a child bonking uh, one of these things to death over the head. Well, it's so like matter of fact because it's like what it, it read to me like what to do if this guy sneaks in your room because it it's like four panel structure, just the the elf or what is it? Uh, Elklin. El- Elklin is outside. He's peeking in. Then he's starting to get into the room. The child gets up. And then the third panel, the child hits it with a vase. And then in the fourth oh, sorry, panel, it's Erkling. dead. Erkling. Erkling. Uh, it's just like so it seems makes it seem so easy like what to do if this guy gets in your house kill it like just kill it with a vase like why did we even draw this out (laughs) it's it's like nothing it seems so easy and simple here's the entry for the Erkling. uh ministry of magic classification xxxx which is like the amount of how dangerous they are it's like hunter class and monster hunter double Uh, horny Erkling is an elfish creature which originated in the Black Forest in Germany. It is larger than a gnome, three feet high on average, with a pointed face and Bigger a high pitched cackle box. that is particularly entrancing to children, whom it will attempt to lure away from their guardians and eat. Except for that one kid that Except just killed the shit Strict controls from the German Ministry of Magic, however, have reduced Erkling killings dramatically over the last few centuries, and the last known Erkling attack upon the six-year-old wizard Bruno Schmidt resulted in the death of an Erkling when Master Schmidt hit it very hard over the head with his father's collapsible cauldron. Very and then uh, that they give us the diagram of this little German boy in short pants. Oh, little, little German boy. Little Lederhosen. It must be intentionally funny then, I think. That, is that, that the I bit think is that's... an intentionally funny thing, but it's just Just like, to draw that out, like he got in and he killed him with a rock. But, but this is it. very much like the only thing they tell you. Like, they tell you, like, oh, it lures, it lures children away to gobble them up. Right, to they do had what? one idea about this guy. Yeah. Like, to do show. what? Why? Where does he go? Where does uh-huh. he live? Why does he come to town? What, what does he eat? Why is he wearing clothes? What, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's yeah, like 100,000 questions, and it's just like, uh-huh. no, you can kill them with a vase if you have <laughs> yeah, it. You can kill them with a collapsible cauldron. If you played Zelda, it's like that. <laughs> uh, and then I want to show Cam, I called him a firecrab early on, and I want to show him what Oh, like. no, I have to learn. Here you go. This is what a fire crab looks it's like. It's a crab. He's on That's fire. That's a turtle. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Let me see. That's a fire crab? Yeah. That's a turtle. That's a turtle. It's called a fire crab. They hey, fucked up on that like one. A, like, a, okay, I have 100 animals to submit before deadline, and de- and I want to go to lunch early. Uh, fire crab. It's a turtle that shits fire. In a way, that's really funny. But I don't think that was the intention. Well, I, it must have been the intention. I think it's actually Despite funny. its name, the fire crab greatly resembles a large tortoise with a heavily jeweled shell. It's kind of in funny. Its, in its native Fiji, a stretch of coast has been turned into a reservation for protection not only for muggles who might be tempted by its valuable shell, but also against unscrupulous wizards who use the shells as highly prized cauldrons. The fire crab, however, has uh, does have its own defense mechanism. It shoots frame, flames from its rear end when it is, is attacked. Oh, I, you had to fight those in some of the games. Yeah, I think that that oh, was in the I game remember those game guys too. Oh, yeah. Fire crabs are exported as pets, but a special license yeah. is necessary. This is only about... 
what they mean to humans. It's only yeah. about the resources. Like, if you kill them, what the resources drop. They, like, they do that with the sentient creatures, too. Like, the centaurs. You don't know anything about the centaurs. They just live in the fucking so That's so far. They're just there. So or there's, there's mermaids living in the lake in um, at Hogwarts. That's always they're the just, most they're, fucked up they're thing. They're is an animal that's half human is not human at all. Yeah. You can kill those. You or, can hunt those for sport. You or, shoot them. You can... Giants. Giants out. are treated like creatures, but people can be half also, giant. Looks like. Oh, he looks like a, a gray. Like all an alien. the time, he looks like that. <laughs> oh yeah, his, his ass are... is hanging out. Can you send me that? Yeah. <laughs> Where do you work out at the library? <laughs> 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 Listeners, if you know that meme, you have now know what now that gnome looks like. Gnome. Uh, but yeah. This reading this book, like, I just kept getting pissed off. At, like, the illustrations every, are pretty good. New entry. Yeah, the illustrations good. No, no shame on the illustration. Um, but then I was like, okay, uh, I, this was last night. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna watch the movie. Uh, and I got like 30 minutes into it. I'm like, oh, why am I doing this? Like, it was really. So bad. does this follow the guy who wrote the book? Yes, it follows Newt okay. Scamander, who is a like wild, uh, magical forgot, wildlife forgot expert. Forgot that was his name. And um, in the movie played then, by Eddie Redmayne. Yes, and the movie, like From the movie, Putin, like please? the fact that his job is be magical beast is <laughs> matters so little. It's mostly about magic crimes and the wave of anti-magic well, Grindelwald and in his America. Crimes. That's yes. why in I was America. bored of it. It has now watching it. I was a total asshole when I saw this movie, but I'd still stand stands by that. Your hair bad. was slicked back. Yeah, it was. Um, it wasn't pushed back like it is now. <laughs> it was slicked back. But the the <laughs> end of that movie. Spoilers for. Uh, whatever this movie was called. Fantastic Beasts. Um, the main villain, um, who is, I think that's going to pick up on Mike. I think, um, is is it Oscar Isaac, I think? Mm-hmm. I think so. Oscar Isaac, the main villain, turns into Johnny Depp, which is really <laughs> funny now yeah. nowadays to be like, oh no, it was Johnny Depp the whole time. You Like it works as like yeah, a, a, a reveal. reveal. Like, <laughs> Oh, well, this is really bad. It was he wasn't just Oscar Isaac at evil. He was Johnny Depp. That's even worse. But um, then That's they funny. had to really be careful about the the sequels of the movie, which I think just came out recently called they Crimes made, at Grindelwald. Yeah, they made well, no, that two came more. out a couple years yeah. ago. Oh, that was really? before. Wait, the is there a third even. one that just came there out? The third, third one came just out. came out. It was like last year. Yeah, nobody out. talked about it. Nobody saw oh, it. Oh, well, could it be the giant wave of bad press that follows the the person <laughs> who makes these? The person who made them and the guy she, they chose she wrote the, to be she wrote the scripts for all these movies. All the all the fantastic beasts. Like somebody adapted from the books. Her script, uh, a different script for the movies for the first seven or eight or whatever. But for the Fantastic Beast, she's like, I'm doing this. I want to do it. It sucks. I was was disappointed of the movie in the same way that you were disappointed in the book. I was like, they don't talk about the beasts enough. The beasts are so. Why'd you call it that? I love Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. I I wish it was about that. It's a great title idea. I would love it being like. Like what if it was going to go talk to a fucking snake or something? Yeah, like. she should. He, he should he I think there are some cool snake. animals in there, but it's like yeah, but it's, it's like, total like first act stuff, and then he gets his hero's mm-hmm. you know journey. Well, yeah. I, as far as There's like, a like I, maniac platypus thing that I don't know yeah, the name of. I oh, hadn't yeah, seen. Cool. I didn't watch any of those movies, but I like from the press and from the marketing and from some of the trailers I saw more for the sequels. It seemed like it was just like. Uh, Ministry of Magic politics, yes. which yeah. is like, who cares? But yeah. well, it's, it's the New York version of the Ministry of Magic, and it's it it really does suck. And so when I, when I saw the first movie, I was like, yeah, that was cute. And then they were like, we're making more, and I was like, why? And this they will be and a they made it new. So series. and the the second 
movie went so much darker even it, it was such whiplash like crimes. grindelwald is trying to raise up a rebun so this is in like the 1920s right Made by a different person oh trying to start uh world war oh, ii is or it really right no no, no so he was it. he was trying to prevent world war ii by like, showing people villain. what right. what he's the augers were saying were going to happen in world war ii so he's like showing everybody like you, you know hitler's gonna exist and there's gonna be um like nuclear bombs look what they're doing we should exterminate the muggles and like you you sit there in the movie theater and you're like maybe we should do a genocide to stop one uh, does that sound good for you guys well yeah. the only way to stop a bad guy with a genocide <laughs> but, then, but then on top of that there's, there's like genocide. some weird maybe shit and then there's nagini is in there which is voldemort's snake and she's not fully a um a snake yet but she's cursed and every time she turns into a snake it takes her longer to go back until she can't be a like be a person anymore and she's like the only like POC character, like like she's the only non-white person gets turned into an. She's animal. like I think she's yeah, and then they start treating them like Indonesian. an animal too. I yeah, think, yeah, I think right? she's like Indonesian or something like that, like canonically or or, or something over there. And she's the, and she doesn't talk at all, and she that's that's the only her only purpose is turn into a snake. Yeah, you are plot device. You this are. goes back to the thing that I was saying about this book, which is that every single animal is in like fucking Yorkshire, or Queensland, or something. Nothing comes from outside of Britain. Every magical creature in the world, like this guy talks about how he traveled the world Let's, there is nothing in Africa it's a, famous for animals <laughs> it's <laughs> a byproduct of the British Empire everywhere that they went then the creatures went Jesus Christ. Yeah, he goes to New York, but not to get any animals. Yeah, there are like 10 I mean, different dragons in the world. Well, there's like, the they're Thunderbird is from each other. They have different, oh, yeah. They have different colors and different like uh, personality types and things like that. And some of them can talk. And like, what, what about, uh, what about, where have dragons been sighted? England. And one in Germany. They got all of them. <laughs> well, they, they have names like Hungarian and Romanian and this and that. Yes, but, they... but like when it goes to the where is the dragon from, it's like for, like only in white people places only. Mm. Except for the China one. There's one China dragon, I should say that. Yeah. The, the parades <laughs> But this was... <laughs> this book was... Uh, it was a fun thing to talk about, but it, it is really stupid. I don't think... not even Don't even get this for your dumbest child. Yeah. I, <laughs> it, it is weird because like in thinking back to the movies and stuff, it's like, oh, there's some cool stuff with the beasts in the movies, but it's like, it is just, this is a snake. <laughs> this is a, a giant uh, spider that can talk. Uh-huh. Um, what, what does it eat? Uh, uh, who cares? <laughs> don't you study them? Uh, sorry, I got... I, I don't care. I, I actually exterminated them. I ate them all. <laughs> I made them into wands. Every spider has been made into wands. I got spider juice in my lawn. <laughs> my house runs on spider juice. My car runs on spider juice. I don't care. Shit. I don't care. Why, what do you care? Why do you care about this? I shit? made them all into juice. You I don't know. Are you a Ravenclaw? I can't feed my family. I'm spending all my money on spider juice. And my money is also spider juice. Oh, no, spider, no, spider legs. Like. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a different episode. So what are we doing next week? Abigail, thank you so much for writing in. Yes, uh, thank you, Abby. Thanks. As, as, as much as we pissed and moaned about it, I do think that this was a very yeah, fun episode. I'm not sure you'll listen, but uh, yes. thank you for suggesting. Thanks anyway. <laughs> so up next, we uh, we had a pretty tight schedule lately, and we we got some debts to pay. Yeah. When, the way I see it, we owe you at least two hazmats, and you're going to get two of them next week. Mm-hmm. We have promised two at once. Yeah, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Double drop. Yeah, double drop. We're doing. We're going to commit double, to it yeah, now, we're so we can't go back shot, on it. A double dose of hazmats next week. You are getting fast cooking, 
and <laughs> the 2019 <laughs> Hellboy movie. We are going to do both of those for next week. We should have, this might be an off-mic conversation, but we should have an award for who cooks something the fastest. That it, way there's a little bit of, I think we need a little bit of competition. We need guidelines like it has, someone you really have to cut cook some corners. and not just assemble. It needs to be edible, Yeah. first of all. No putting an egg, element cracking heat, an egg. I say. Element of heat, Ooh. Because, because yeah, I think it needs to be cooked rather than just assembled. You know, <laughs> we'll talk about this off mic. It's okay. a, I'm excited we'll for it. I think it's going to be top a, of that episode. It's be a yes. complete disaster. I can't wait. That's going to be fun. All right, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Also, on the Double Hellboy. shot of Hazmats. Bye. Bye.